0: Hello and welcome to BizNation, your home for micro and small business help. Join us as we unpack all the pain points in starting or running your small business. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, micro and small business support group. Your host Kerry Zarb brings you discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. So sit back and enjoy as we launch into today's episode. On today's episode, we've got Dan Pinney from Organic Digital and he runs this awesome Facebook and Instagram advertising agency with the added skill of Facebook chatbots and other chatbots that range into SMS, email and all things marketing to reach your audience on a digital level. Dan operates out of his studio based in Northcote, Melbourne, Victoria, and he recently launched his own podcast and rightly named it Chat Marketing
1: Podcast.
0: So welcome to the show, Dan.
1: Thanks so much, Kerry. Really um, looking forward to this chat today. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much. That's great. So we'll get started and it's going to be quite in depth and we're going to go through lots of things together. So really excited and and like yourself, definitely going to have some fun with this, which is fantastic. Um, I wanted to start by asking you where businesses should start when it comes to Facebook
1: advertising. Well, most people go straight to Facebook ads Manager, or to their Facebook page to start off with. And they may have received that little notification from Facebook to say, you know, this, this post is going really well. You should put some money behind that and you can boost it and you can get in front of another 5,000 people. Um, But I'd encourage you to take a little bit of a step back before you start to reach for those buttons. Um, And firstly, People need to understand a couple of things. The first part is the environment that they're advertising. So we're talking about Facebook, but I also um, in this uh, when I, I mentioned Facebook, I also mean Instagram advertising as well because mm-hmm. it's um, they own both platforms, and your ads will run across both platforms. So the platform itself is incredibly busy, and it's incredibly competitive, and it's saturated by a number of ads. In fact, Facebook have sold out the amount of space that they have available on the Facebook news feed compared to the amount of ads that they could show people so i know that you know as users we might think that all we do is get bombarded with ads um but realistically facebook could actually show us more ads if they wanted they could be actually be making more money um scarily mm-hmm. um so what that means is that facebook have the ability to make more educated and better decisions to improve the news feed and the experience for the user. They're people. They're 2.3 billion users across the world, right? Um, And there are a number of different factors that go into this. And the main decision um, or one of the main factors that goes into making that decision is whether or not the ad actually improves the browsing experience and adds value to the end user. Because we need to understand that at the end of the day, Facebook is a business and they're there to make money for their shareholders. And the biggest thing or their, um, their, their number one aspect to their business is their database and their user base. So they need to make sure that they're always trying to please those people. They are at the top of the pecking order basically. And so they need to make sure that everything, every decision that they make on what, actually sh- is shown to people, improves that experience that keeps them there for longer. The longer they spend there, um the more ads they consume, um and content that they consume, the more content and ads that they consume, the more money that they make and the happier the shareholder is. Um so that means that we need to understand that we're playing in Facebook's sandpit basically. Um and they will determine whether or not our ads are actually shown to the users. So then we need to consider, all right, we're playing in that platform. Now we need to understand most importantly, what is of value to to the actual user. And when I speak with most advertisers and people that we work with and in training sessions, when I ask them, you know, what is of value to the user? What is, why is your, um, how do you, how does your business help, um, the end customer? nine times out of 10, they'll start talking about themselves. And that's fair enough. We live and we breathe as small businesses. Yeah. We live and breathe what we do, what we don't do. And we've put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into our products. So we naturally start talking about ourselves, but we've actually got to flip that thinking when it comes to advertising on Facebook and Instagram and understand that the user dictates whether or not your ad will get a reaction. And so we need to understand these people on an emotional level. I know that's getting a little bit deep, but um, social media is an emotional space. People, whether we like it or not, don't go to Facebook or Instagram to go and consume the next ad sale, promo message that we want to put in front of them. They're there to sometimes escape, consume posts from their friends, family, media, what's happening in the world, catch up on the current events um, that's relevant to them. So that means that the only way that we can actually get a response is by understanding them on an emotional level and what is actually going to help them get to that end goal. So the way I'll describe it is that, um, as advertisers, there is always something that we are trying to help solve. It might be a problem, might be a desire, might just be the need to be entertained or engaged, right? Right. Um, now that is an immediate thing that we can help with, but there is always an end goal and it might be, you know, to spend more time with your family, to purchase that house, to become healthier, fitter, um, uh, more present in your life. That is the end goal. Now, as businesses, most of us won't be able to solve every single problem that they will have and every single barrier that they will face in the steps to actually achieve that end goal. We are a piece of the puzzle. And so we need to understand that we are people that will help them knock over the next wall and the next barrier that sits in front of them and the next step in that journey. And it helps get them further along their progress to where they actually want to get to. So when we understand that, we then think about, well, how can we put a message out there that's actually going to speak to that end desire Mm -hmm. that we can show that we understand what they're currently going through. Um, often use for a lot of our our ads and, and content in general. Um, it's a formula that's known as the PAS formula, the problem agitation solution stands for. So the problem is understanding exactly what they're facing right now. What is the next barrier and the next step that they need to take and the agitation is where us as businesses show those people that we understand what they're going through, speaking to them on a level. I'm sure there's times where, you know, you've um, seen advertisements or maybe, you know, you've read emails, um, blog posts where when you interact with them, you might watch them, you might read them. You're like, wow, it's like this person is like in my mind and understands exactly where I am at that exact point in time. Yeah. That agitation section is incredibly important because it shows to those people that you know where they're currently at and what they're experiencing and what is the true barrier that they're facing in their lives.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, now, like I said, we might not be able to be, um, to solve every one of those problems, but we can provide the S the solution that could be the next step in finding out what they need to do Mm -hmm. to take and overcome that next barrier. Yeah. Um, So we approach that with every single one of our ads. Mm -hmm. And, and that is the first step before you even get into ads manager and you start to open up um, ads is understand your customers, um, understand the platform and design your messaging and your creative accordingly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and I think, for anyone listening, that's that's going to hit a note because it's, it's just key, especially the messaging. Like if you're not delivering, you know, like you said earlier, you know, we talk about ourselves, but we've got to think about the customer. We've got to put ourselves in the customer's shoes and really look for what are they looking for? What yeah. is their problem? How can we solve it? And it's those kind of questions. And I, I did a little exercise recently where I actually wrote down those questions and the answers. Mm. That just it blew my mind. It was all in my head. And for all of us business owners out there, it's in your head. So getting that out of your head and and into your social messaging is just really, really important. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people will also have it in their head, but they also may have it anecdotally or Mm. um, as feedback from customers as well. So a lot of people are like, well, I'm not really sure what their problems are or what they're facing. Then the easiest way to find out is ask. Yeah. Um, is actually contact them and be like, why did you choose me or what stood out or um, why didn't you choose me mm, definitely. as well? Why did you opt with another provider or another product? Um, and the answers, if they write down those answers, um, that's actually, that's absolute yeah. gold for yeah. you. We often take wording from customer feedback, whether it be good, bad or otherwise. Um, and we use that in the copy for mm-hmm. advertisements because they're talking how our customers talk and yeah. we want to show customers that we know exactly what's going through their mind. At the
0: moment. Yeah, definitely. And with the, like the next part to that is, I guess what can businesses do now to take advantage of the Facebook advertising?
1: Yeah. So um, for starters, once you've, well, so once you've got that message in, you're ready to, to create your ads, um, you need to come up with a little bit of a plan as to, to, where you're going to um, put your advertisements, what you're going to put out there, who you're going to target and go from there. So the first step um, and that I would recommend is that most people will go straight to their Facebook page and to the ad center. Um, now, the ad center on your Facebook page does some real, I call it like the, the light version of Facebook ads manager. So if you're going to do Facebook ads, I really encourage you, if you want to do them well and you want to actually track what's working and what isn't, is to go to the ads manager section. Now, if you've spent money on ads before, even if it's a boosted post, you will have an ads account. Facebook don't do a great job at showing, telling you this. Um, but if you, uh, if you Google Facebook ads manager, there will be a link to an ads account that will probably be under your name. And that's where you can go into the more, let's call it the advanced version of ads manager. Um, in there, that's where you can start to plan out your campaigns and who you want to target. Now, when it comes to targeting, most people will um, start to think about all of the tens of thousands of interests and behaviors that Facebook can target. And and don't get me wrong. They're great. Like to be able to target, you know, parents that have got kids aged between five and eight years old. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Right. Um, And, and there's so many different options out there but I almost call them like the worst case scenario. So um, what people can do before then and and that they don't realize is that they actually have an audience that's ready to purchase or on the verge of purchasing or booking or buying whatever it is that you need to do for that conversion step. Right. Um, One of the, the big critical pieces to that plan is called the Facebook pixel. Mm -hmm. And so the Facebook pixel is a little um, piece of code that if you're familiar with Google analytics, um, it's very similar. It's a bunch of letters and numbers that you install across every page on your website and you do it once and it's done. Um, once that is installed, and if you're not sure how to install it, Facebook's documentation is pretty good. They also have a little feature that you can um, say email this to a developer and you can just put your web developer's email in there and um, it will Facebook will send an email on your behalf uh, in there as well. Um, don't let the web developer overcharge you, by the way. It takes all of about um, 30 or 60 seconds to install the Facebook Pixel. So it's a really <laughs> simple job. Um, but the uh, the once it is installed, the rewards that you get from it are incredible. So the Facebook pixel helps you track people that go through to your website um, and track the behaviors that they do or don't do on your website. So it not only allows you to re-advertise to people, but it also allows you to make sure that you can monitor the performance of your advertisements as well and how they're actually going. Um, So, the analogy I like to use and that um, people I'm sure have experienced this before where they go through to a website, they're browsing products. They might, you know, let's say an e-commerce store, and they're looking at a pair of shoes and they browse a couple of different pairs of shoes. And then they add one of those pairs of shoes to their shopping cart. But you know, maybe Lauren on their phone or they get distracted or the phone rings or the kids um, got to do something. And so you just forget about it and you bounce out of the website and then you leave it. Then um, not long afterwards, you, you back on your phone, um, you're on the Facebook or the Instagram app and you open up in the newsfeed and Hey, Presto, there's an ad there for that pair of shoes that you added to your shopping cart saying, to come yeah. back and purchase me. Um, that is all done through the power of the Facebook pixel. So it requires, um, your website connecting the Facebook pixel, um, uh, onto your website and you tell Facebook automatically you set up campaigns to say, when someone does this or performs this behavior, show them this ad. And that's sitting there in the background. Um, So the first step, regardless of whether you take anything else from this episode, please go and install the Facebook Pixel. I'll put a link to my guide in the show notes as well. Um, But you can—it's really simple to be able to install—and will be the it is the beating heart of your audience targeting. Um, Now that's tracking people once they get through to your website, right? But um, there are actually audiences that Facebook can gather data for you on before they've even left Facebook or Instagram. So again, these are some really low hanging fruits that if, particularly if you're a business that hasn't run ads before, um, maybe you have, um, you know, uh, you don't have a huge website. You don't have a lot of traffic going through to your website because obviously that's going to dictate how many people you can re advertise to, um, then, some things you can do both on Facebook and Instagram and track the information there are things like um, how long someone has viewed a video for. So if one of the things we do with clients to um, particularly when we're, we're looking at that Facebook ad funnel, which is a bit buzzwordy, but the, the analogy works that when we put something out to a really broad audience at the top of funnel, we will often make that highly engaging video because when we're looking at the behaviours that people perform. I know that people might not think that the difference between watching a video and clicking on a link is much different, um, but it actually is. It's a little bit more commitment that they show showing to the brand. So we can track whether or not someone stops and consumes that video and how long they consume it for. So let's say the video goes for 60 seconds. We can stop, uh, we can measure whether someone watches it for three seconds, 10 seconds. Um, we have 25%, 50 75 and 95%. So when we set up these audiences and we say to Facebook, all right, we want to find people that have watched um, three seconds and we want to watch people that have watched uh, 50% of this video, Facebook will put them into, I call them buckets, but their actual title is called custom audiences. If you've Mm -hmm. heard that term before. Um, And so when we're setting up ads and we're looking at which audience we want to use now, there may be less of them at the 50% level so it won't be as many people have got through but when we're looking at the people that are actually interested in what we have to say watching 50% of the video or if it was a 60 second long video it's 30 seconds Mm -hmm. um we would assume and nine times out of ten it is a correct assumption that the people that have consumed that much of the video are much more interested in what we have to say than the people that have watched three seconds yeah Now you can use different thresholds as well. And it's one of the easiest ways to build a engaged community, your tribe, call it what you will, of people that you don't need to worry about the ones that only watch three seconds or don't watch it at all, right? They're not your customers. They're not your community. Let them go. The ones that watch, let's say 25% or 50%, they're the ones that you're going to now focus on trying to convert right? They're your people. And then we go about putting the next series of advertisements in front of those people to help get them over the line. And again, those advertisements that we show, speak to them as to where they're at, showing them the steps they've got to take, what the end goal could look like. We start to switch some of our messaging into less about them and a little bit more about us because, hey, they've shown a little bit of commitment to the brand right they've they've um watched and and i know it doesn't sound like it much again but they stopped they stopped scrolling because what what we we call them thumb stoppers or scroll stoppers um when we create ads that's our goal because all it takes is just a simple flick of the thumb on your phone and all of that um work that you've gone into creating an ad that graphic designer the videographer that you've paid the copywriter um you might have done all that effort has gone into it is just gone by the quick flick of a thumb and it doesn't take long. So we need to say, all right, let's try and get them to stop capture some data there as well. Now that's one of the other custom audiences. So these are all types of audiences that you can set up of people that are actively engaging with you and are ready and want to be shown that next advertisement, right? They've indicated to the brand, I'm ready to go what's the next step? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the other audiences that we've got. So you've got engagement based audiences and those engagement based audiences are people that like comment, share on posts um, and do any sort of interaction on, on them. You've got things like people that have interacted with Facebook events um, and mobile apps or some of the other um, Facebook properties um, that not too many advertisers use. But one of the last ones or a couple of last ones I want to talk about is um, one that and there's a caveat with this is that if you have permission, and that's is this is a caveat, if you have permission to use people's information in your database, then you can use this next custom audience. So Facebook calls them data custom audiences, funnily enough. Um and if you're say a business that has, let's say you've been around for a couple of decades might've been dragging your feet in, getting into the online space, Um, but now you've got something coming up that you wanna tell more people about. Now over those couple of decades, fair chance you've probably built a fairly big database of customers, leads, potential customers, what they are over the journey. Um, If you've gained permission to use their data, and so it is, I'm I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not gonna go into the intricacies of it, but um, you need to basically state that when they sign up in your privacy policy, this is how their data will be used. be as transparent as possible. Um, so you can take that information. You've got permission, um, in, at, in your Excel spreadsheet, CSV, if you download it from your CRM or you've just got a spreadsheet and laying around somewhere, um, Facebook has about 15 different identifiers that you can match in that spreadsheet. So things like their name, their email, phone number, uh, date of birth, I think like postcode, um, uh, state, country, all different things, right? And now you take that CSV list and you go to create your data custom file and you upload that data to Facebook system. Now, what Facebook does is um, they go through this process called hashing um, that basically um, is kind of an in-between Facebook's database of 2.3 billion users and your Excel spreadsheet or CSV spreadsheet goes into this in-between and it basically tries to match the data that they've got. So if they recognize, um, that, you know, uh, Kerry, uh, this is, um, her first name and this is her email. that's attached to her Facebook profile that she might've used to check out on Facebook on, sorry, on um, websites as well, which is also tracked by the Facebook pixel. Um, we also know uh, Kerry's phone number and that's on her Facebook profile as well. All right. We recognize Kerry and our 2.3 billion users over here. So we're going to match, that user, and we're going to put them into the bucket or the custom audience for the advertiser to use. right Now, um, when they hash that data, that database is removed. So it's not sent over to Facebook. If people are wondering that it's a lead generation for them. It's okay. Just goes through, it's dropped out. What's left over is the, the amount of people that they've matched. Um, you don't exactly know who they are, you just know how many of them there are. Now, the more information you can put in there, obviously, the better match rate it's going to be. Um, but this becomes a really powerful audience for a couple of reasons. One, if, if you want to go out and re to existing um, databases and audiences out there, um, put in advertisement in front of them, really super powerful if someone maybe signs up to your email subscription list um, and you want to be able to market to them on two different platforms you're sending emails to them but email open rates are going down Um, you know they're not going to open as many emails but if you're also um, advertising the same message that you put in those emails in an advertisement they're seeing on their newsfeed bang you've got them in two different ways we're increasing those email open rates we've seen a correspondence when we've just put an advertisement to these custom audiences in email open rates um and then what you can also use that as well as all the other custom audiences that we spoke about is for the last audience type um which blows people's minds when i tell the the, um uh, the way that it works, but Facebook call them lookalike audiences. Basically a lookalike audience needs one of these custom audiences as its research center. Mm-hmm. So let's say your data custom audience, let's say people that have watched 50% of your video, people that have been through to your website, as many of those as you can get. Usually I say um, at a minimum, if you can try to get uh, as many as say a thousand people into a custom audience audience, um, source, then you can build a lookalike um, audience from that and it will be reasonably targeted. So basically what Facebook does is it looks through that custom audience, looks at every single person, their common traits, what their interests, their behaviors are, um, you know, looks at similar friends to them um, for starters, looks at all the different data that they've gotten. There's tens of thousands of data points as we know um, that Facebook has on each individual user. And then what you say to Facebook is you say, all right, these are my people. These are who I want to go and find more of. You've got the information. You go and find them, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't need to guess whether they're, you know, they're interested in cats, dogs, whatever. You just say, here's the people and you can put age ranges. You can put locations in there. um, And these are the parameters that I want you to go and find them you've got the targeting and the algorithm, which is highly sophisticated and mm-hmm. is always adjusting. Yep. You go and do the targeting for me. And yep. nine times out of 10, if the, the custom audience source is a good quality one and has enough people in it, lookalike audiences will outperform the interest-based ones. So those ones of people that are interested in cats, dogs or parents with kids aged between five to eight, whatever. Okay. Wow. Um, because, whether we like it or not, Facebook knows more about our customer base than we do, yeah. particularly on that platform. Mm-hmm. They know who they are. They know what they do and they know who's more likely to perform that behavior that we want to get them to do, whether it's to watch a video, whether it's to click through to the website, whether it's to register for an event, register their contact information buy that product they know based on their other behaviours, every single action that you do on both of those platforms is being tracked and is building a profile on what type of consumer you are. So Facebook not only know who they are, but they know who is more likely to actually perform that behaviour.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Biz Nation podcast, your home for small business help. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. You can find the link on our website, biznation.com.au. Tune into future episodes for more discussions, interviews, and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.